some Mississippi and all surrounding areas. It's hour two of the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio here on WYAB. This segment is brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. It's finally raining here, guys. You're going to find out if uh, if your roof has any damage. Well, obviously rain ain't the one giveaway for it, for it but you'll, you'll know. Anyway. I thought you were about to say the rain was going to f around and find out. I just, I just that's what's waiting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's where that was going. I think drivers are going to on the on these slick roads. But uh, look, man, Watkins Construction Roofing—they're your hometown roof repair and replacement experts. I can sit here and tell you all the great reasons, and I will why you need to uh, choose Watkins Construction Roofing. They need to be your first and last call. But uh, I always just like to go to their over nine hundred and fifty-five five-star Google reviews. We'll go with the most recent one. Here's Cynthia P. from 10 hours ago. She says, they were here at the time scheduled, ready to work. They didn't stop until my whole roof was finished. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. I tell you what, communication is key. Professionalism is key. Uh, they're going to be in contact with you. You're never going to have a question go unanswered. You're never going to wonder if they're going to call you back. And when they're on the job site, you're never even going to know they were there when they're gone and when they're there other than hearing the banging and and whatnot on the roof you're never going to know they're there they're not going to have all that bumpity bump 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 nasty music playing like a lot of these construction crews do they're going to be professional efficient and uh, they're going to make sure your landscaping's taken care of and all that check them out today watkinsconstructioninc.com for your complimentary roof inspection today all right guys i am really excited about this I have been speaking of TikTok. We've been talking about it all morning. I've got this uh, a lady that I follow on there, and we're just going to go with her TikTok name because you know what, people are crazy, and I don't like giving out people's government names. Uh, this is TikTok Mama. She's got one of the biggest true crime TikTok accounts out there. What is? I'm, I'm sorry, it's True Crime Mama, not TikTok Mama. Yes, that's right. True Crime Mama. So I've said TikTok so many times this morning. <laughs> I'm gonna be eating TikTok tacos later. So. Anyway, uh, TikTok Mama, thank you for joining. We're going to talk about the uh, the Joshua Brown case here in central Mississippi. It's Joshua Brown and uh, Jameson Kelly Jr. But uh, first, you know, speaking of TikTok, I kind of told I mentioned this to you while I had you on hold there. Uh, you know, there's this, there's this big push with all the presidential candidates. They were talking about banning TikTok, and I've been on here this morning trying to explain to people that there's an entire economy of people who are content creators who exclusively make their living on TikTok because their pages are monetized and how many people that could put out of work if they were to ban TikTok. I mean, that would obviously affect you, I assume. Yes, it would definitely affect me. Um, It's not my primary source of income, but it is a very large source of my income. And the fact is that TikTok is really no different than any other social media. At all. No, that's um, that's fact, the argument I've been making, too. I feel like it's their their rules are even stricter than a lot of other social medias. I get penalties. I get strikes all the time for stuff that I'm I, I'm a I'm shocked that it's a strike because I, I put it on TikTok because I'm like, they'll never let me put this on Instagram or Facebook. But I just I, have I you on, on their list. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, I guess you know, so. They're like, no, we haven't got a strike play this month. Too. Yeah, I mean, I get strikes regularly and you have to be very careful very careful with what you put on there and what you say. Um, so I feel like it is the guidelines are much stricter than Facebook or Instagram because I can go put the same exact thing on Facebook, nothing happens. But if I put it on TikTok, then the video is taken down and I get a, a strike. 
Yeah, I've got five, I've got videos on my Save Jackson Instagram that I that never get taken down. But on TikTok, they lasted two seconds before that mm-hmm. before their their AI said, "Nope, you can't put girls twerking on the roof of a vehicle on TikTok, but you can put it on Instagram." You know, and uh, yeah, I post a lot of like Jackson shenanigans on mine, just the crazy chaos that goes on in and around Jackson, Mississippi here. So that, that that's why I had girls twerking on the roof of a vehicle, not because I necessarily want to see girls twerking on the roof of a vehicle, but uh, it's just entertainment anyway. So I'm glad you glad you put that out there. I want people to understand there's a whole economy out there of content creators who would be negatively affected by um, them banning TikTok for for political purposes. So that's right. All right. Yeah. Well, look, man, we you had reached out to me a while back on TikTok, and I had actually been reached out to by one of our state reps here, uh, Jill Ford in Central Mississippi, and she asked me to do a story about this, and you had jumped on it. And it seems like a lot of people who follow this kind of stuff jumped on this story from the onset. And said, hey, man, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that these two guys are innocent. And, right, that's right. And, uh, well, you want to you bring people up to speed real quick on exactly what we're talking about? Yes, we are talking about the October 15th murder of a Jackson State student, Jalen Burns. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. You're fine. Take your time. And three days later, a, an arrest warrant was issued for a Jones Community College student, Joshua Brown. And there is an abundance of evidence, video evidence, as well as his cell phone location data, um, affidavits from witnesses who were with him or who saw him that night in Hattiesburg. Um, all of that evidence was turned over to Jackson State University, who, you know, is responsible and over the investigation because they had not turned it over to any other agency at that time. And he's still being held. Let me ask you this. And Sean and I had peeled this onion back pretty far. Sean's a former, Sean Yurkaran, my co-host, is a former 10-year veteran uh, uh, assistant DA here in Hines County. And we kind of had the same question. And it's mm-hmm. how how did they land on there? Where was the evidence that had them arrest them to begin with? Had they? I, I had been able to find this, and maybe it's out there, but had he been in Jackson for homecoming weekend and he, he, had, got, he, he got identified? About- to my understanding, he had not been there at all. Um, I don't know if you've read, if you if you Google Jalen Burns' name, you can find a little bit more detail about exactly what took place. And Jalen was with a fraternity brother who was supposedly breaking up with his girlfriend. And they went to the girlfriend's apartment to collect the boyfriend's things. And the girlfriend had some other people over at that time and a fight broke out and then Jalen was shot and killed. That's basically what I'd heard. Right. Okay. So it is my understanding that the girlfriend is one of Joshua Brown's sisters. The Jalen Burns girlfriend? This is Sean, by the way. Joshua Brown. uh, Yes. I'm so sorry. No. Like who, 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 whose sister, whose sister, the fraternity brother that Jalen Burns was with. Okay. Okay. Those two went to the fraternity brother's girlfriend's apartment. Okay. I don't. I, I don't know what the fraternity brother's name is. But his girlfriend is is Joshua Brown's sister. Yes, okay. that is my understanding. Okay. So, there, so, so there's their there's their loose how connection. His name kind of got brought into this. Was there a fight with the girlfriend? I believe that there. Well, I don't know about a physical fight, but. I, they were breaking up, so I'm assuming things were not 
going well. Okay. And so that was the, uh, and that was, and the man that was killed, he was friends with the fraternity brother who was dating Joshua Brown's sister. That's correct. Part, okay. And there was a fight between the, between the, um, the guy that was dating her and her, and that's kind of the connection. Yes. And I believe, I'm assuming that the others jumped in. But these two were, were fighting. Um, so it must have got violent if they all if they were either jumping way, in. Either way, yes. So. Either way, it escalated to the point that a gun was pulled and someone lost their life. And they're assuming that they're saying that Joshua was involved in this fight. I assume that's the evidence that they're saying they have. If they've if they've held him without bond, I would assume so, right? Witness witnesses at the scene saw state that they saw. The shooter leave in a black Mustang, which Joshua did have a black Mustang, but two weeks prior to the shooting, that Mustang was totaled. Okay. And that's the one they're saying Jameson was Jameson was allegedly the was driver driving. of the black Mustang. Yes, but, but it was allegedly correct. Josh's Mustang. Okay, that's the part I didn't know. I was trying to figure mm. out where that where that played in there. Yeah. Yes. So that's what right. so what they're saying, according to their math. And I, I look. I grew up here in Jackson up to about three years ago, so I understand the, the culture in Jackson a little bit better than maybe someone from out of town. And w- one thing that, that that popped up in my mind, and I think Sean and I kind of agreed on this, is just because a call came in at a certain time does not mean that the crime happened at that time. Yeah, uh, you'd be amazed at how often stuff can happen here and go unreported for 30 45 minutes or longer right so right. that to me that's like the one window they have there uh, and, I, and i'm just assuming and look and look i'm with you i'm uh, i want to be on the record here i'm with you guys the evidence looks very very strong for him to be innocent it absolutely does if if the call came in within minutes of the murder or the shooting actually happening but right. if, the, if there was a yeah. pause there, which it very likely could be, while people are trying to figure out what story to say to make themselves <laughs> which look happens the most quite innocent. a bit, yep, that, yeah, yeah, um, uh, you know, if, assuming that that's how that went down, I one hundred percent think he could be innocent. But you know, look, I know that at campus, uh, my dad owned a store a half a block down there my entire life, uh, up until twenty years, well, my first forty years, thirty years of my life. Anyway, I, I would be shocked if there's not cameras. We just had a big we just had a big case up here where a local radio host podcaster guy uh, allegedly killed his girlfriend's boyfriend, and they used okay. cell phone tower data. And that was going to be my mm-hmm. next point. I mean, that seems like they would. I'm sure they. I'm sure. I assume Joshua's got a cell phone like everybody else he, does. He does. And I mean, so they. I mean, they should be able to ping that data now that just because by the way just the audience says just because you have a cell phone i mean you could leave it at home it could be just sitting in one place sure. and that's what right. they, that's it, where they'd be able to ping it's my understanding that all of his cell phone data the, the location data supports all of the video evidence i gotcha well that's important so they've already got that information then well they they didn't but it was collected for them and it was taken to them okay Excellent. and okay. then all of the contacts for all the business owners who have already agreed to cooperate with the investigators coming to get all of the the video that they have, their statements, et cetera, they've all agreed to cooperate. But it was just, it's my understanding that the investigator was just not, not, not doing his job yeah. for lack so, of a better way to explain it. So Jackson, um, Jackson state's uh, campus security or actually campus police, not security campus police falls under department of public safety, which mm-hmm. is also uh, highway patrol, uh, Capitol Police here in Jackson and uh, several other 
uh, statewide law enforcement agencies. And I didn't know this till the other day. This case has really forced me to learn a lot about right. about um, our local law enforcement. I, I had no idea that JPS, I mean, that JSU's law enforcement were legitimate, real state law enforcement agents. Yeah. Uh, so, but I did see, and that, and that just lends me to think of them. I, I look at them as being more credible because of that. But man, this, if all, if all the evidence that the public has available, and then you say that they've, they've got the cell phone data, cause that was like the one thing that I was holding out on before I just sat there and said, man, there's some bad policing going on here was I want to see the cell phone data. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, uh, so assuming that that is, as you say, it is there, man, it's, and he didn't leave his phone and you know, in one place to go commit this crime. But obviously he wouldn't have known he was going to commit a crime. This is a, this is a heat of the moment crime. This isn't a premeditated type thing. Why would you leave your phone at home? You know, if if that's your thought process there. Right. And, and it's my understanding that his cell phone data does not show it being in one location. It shows Shows it moving traveling with him to those multiple locations where he was. I mean, there's, he's accounted for, I believe the, the reports say that this murder happened between 9 and 10 p.m. I know you guys, I understand what you guys are saying, and that is, you know, absolutely correct. It may not have been reported for a while, but he's accounted for as early as 7.30 p.m. and as late as 10.30 to 10.30 p.m. Well, I would feel like so if that... there's a pretty if, big window of time that his exact whereabouts are accounted for in and around Hattiesburg. And we can all agree that the crime happened... Before you know that if he was in if his phone is accounted for at seven thirty, mm-hmm. that crime that happened to what like what time did the crime happen? Nine. I've I've seen reports of nine. I know I believe WLET said they got started getting calls about a shooting on campus at nine thirty five p.m. Okay, so somewhere in that one, let's just say for the sake of arguing, nine to nine thirty five. Well, well after seven thirty, when his phone would have been pinged and trackable, you know, so man. It, the evidence looks strong. Sean, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, my, I, I just read an article, and I'm just skimming these articles about it. He was denied bond by Judge McDaniel. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Was that during a initial appearance or a preliminary hearing? Do you know? Uh, I think that was initial appearance. Okay, the I preliminary did. hearing, I believe, is on Monday. Okay, so they have not had a preliminary hearing yet. Correct. No. I think it was on the 15th or something like that. Okay. All right. So, I mean, of course, whatever day Monday people is. don't understand, the, um, during a preliminary hearing, you're going you're gonna to call your officer to testify to what evidence they've got in the case. That's what happens during a preliminary hearing. So I would imagine okay. on Monday, that'll come out whatever they've, whatever they've got, whatever evidence the state or you know the police have. So they'll be able to testify to that in court on Monday, if, they're, if that's when the preliminary uh, hearing is scheduled now. Of course, you know it's just the it's just the police officers can testify to reports. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, let me ask you this, and uh, uh, so you feel you can feel free to ask Sean any questions you have too, with him being the f- former ADA. Okay, uh, um, Sean, what about just the fact that you have all this? Would this be called uh, material or sculptory evidence? Sculptory, sculptory. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, like we said last like time, we him, talked him, about. He, well, hold on, let me finish real quick. Sure. Just with 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 him being forced to sit in jail. For what it was going to end up being about a month, mm-hmm. um, what with no bond, and you have this evidence out there, are they really allowed? To, I mean, I guess they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but. I mean, that, that's I mean, because like I, we, were, we said before, like on the last show, we talked about this. I mean, just because somebody says, "Hey, I got you know evidence that he's innocent," doesn't necessarily mean you just get released that day. What's going to have to happen is they're going to have the preliminary hearing on Monday. A judge is going to decide that. I'm going to tell you what's probably going to happen is a judge is going to bound it over the grand jury. That's usually happens. Then the DA's office will get the file at that point. Once the investigation has been concluded by the police department, they'll review it. 
and they'll either present it for what's called a true bill, which is to indict it, or they'll do a no bill if there is, you know, the evidence that they see that he was not, that they don't believe they could secure a conviction or he was the wrong guy. So I think you're going to have to rate, you have to go through the process. I know, it, lack of a better term, it sucks, right? I mean, I get that. Right. But that's, but that's, there is a process to this because, I mean, and I don't know, he may be innocent and I'm not saying he's not. I don't, I don't know enough about it. But what I will say is I can't tell you how many times in my career, People came up to me and said, this guy's innocent. You know, like it happened. It happens quite a bit. I'm not saying this overwhelming either, but there's been, there's so many times that does, you know, happen that you have to, you just have to follow the process. Even, I mean, well, I'm not, when I say you're like freed, I guess I'm saying even, you know, get a bond, get a bond. Well, I think, you know, during a preliminary hearing, uh, his, I don't know who's, does, do you know who's representing him? I do not know that. Okay. Um, they could, you know, they, they can argue for a bond and maybe he'll get because of the publicity or whatever evidence they got, they'll set one. Um, it's possible they probably will. And, um, you know, and then we'll just kind of go from there. But I want to tell you, the judge is probably just going to bound it over the grand jury and then let the DA's office review it, which is the way it's supposed to happen. And it most likely issue a bond. I mean, unless it's just yeah, I think it probably would. I think they probably would. I don't know that he's a necessarily. I mean, well, see, I was going to say he's not necessarily a flight risk, but if he killed somebody, he went to Hattiesburg, then he is, and so that's kind of an issue there too. But um, if he's guilty, obviously. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I would think they probably will issue a bond, but I can't be a hundred percent of that. Hey, do you want to do you want to stay on hold and do another segment with us? Sure. All right, hang tight. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. We got True Crime Mama on the phone with us talking about this Joshua Brown and Jameson Kelly case here in Jackson. I want to kind of dive into the Jameson Kelly part of it as well. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron here on a finally Friday, a free-for-all Friday on the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, real quick, Acme, Pizza and Daiquiri's. It's Friday. Get out and enjoy Acme, Pizza and Daiquiri's tonight out there at Fan and Mart on the res. They open at 4 p.m. They're open late till midnight. You can show up at 11.59 and tell Chip Matthews you want a pie, and he will go back there and fix it. <laughs> okay, don't try that. But they're open till midnight. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, and they are available for delivery as well as carryout. So, man, and I'm talking about the daiquiris, not just the pizza. Check them out. Try that pig, pig, pig. All the pork is smoked fresh there on site. If you get the bacon on your pie, on your pizza, it is cooked from raw in the oven on the pizza. So all that bacon fat gets down in the cheese. It ain't burned bacon. Oh, it's so good. I want some right now just talking about it. Bacon fat and cheese, two things I love. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's available today. Look, we have got True Crime Mama on the phone here discussing the Joshua Brown and Jamison Kelly Jr. case here in Jackson. True Crime Mama. Hello. Uh, hey, uh, glad to have you back. Hey, look, so let's talk about, and I really appreciate you taking the time this morning, by the way, to do this. Sure. Um because it gives another perspective, because we kind of live in the bubble here. So it's interesting to see what people outside of our little bubble are saying about this. Um, let's talk about Jameson Kelly Jr. for a second. How, okay. how, how did he get roped into this? I, that's a part of the story that I don't have an answer for. I mean, he seems like a, you know, a, a, assuming everything else checks out, he seems like a really random, innocent bystander in this thing. Uh, correct. I agree with that. I, I really do not know how his name was brought into this. All right. Let me ask you this question. And we, we were talking during the break a little bit, and you mentioned that somebody did provide that cell phone tower data for, for, the, uh, for, for Joshua. 
Yes, all of this evidence has been collected by the family spokesperson, Stan Buckley. Mm-hmm. And, and Stan is, is his he, football coach's brother, right? That, that is correct. And he's a pastor and up here in the Jackson area, I think. That is correct. But I believe he also is a lawyer, was a lawyer. He has a law degree. Okay. So he's, you know, he's knowledgeable. Um, but he collected every bit of this and, and gave it to them. Well, did um? Let me ask you this. I mean, the uh, the cell phone data records. The, the cell phone. Did what cell phone company did he have? Do you know by any chance? I do not know. They just handed that over to him. To, I do to, not have an answer for that. Well, I'm just saying, my experience, and I dealt with this quite a bit from the state's perspective, is that you know we have to get a judge to sign off on a subpoena to do that, and um, it's a it, it's usually a lengthy process. I, I've never. I've never gotten it quickly, I guess I would say. It's like nothing. And this murder only happened, what, like four weeks ago? Um, yes, I don't even think. Yeah, about that. About four weeks ago. I mean, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. There, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty turnaround, t- quick turnaround time on that kind of information. And the other thing I would say, too, is that once you have that information, you need to interpret the cell phone data, which you can do. And, I, you know, over the years learned how to do that. But generally, when it, com- and when it comes to trial, you need what a, a, I think they call them the cell site map engineer or something to that. Or whatever, but I mean, and you can you can interpret it somewhat on your own. I've done it myself, kind of rudimentary before, but that's a pretty quick turnaround on that information. That's the only thing I would that would be my only commentary. Let on me that. look and see exactly what Stan said about about that cell phone data. You got some notes there in front of you. I do. Also great. Uh, we have a okay. Profe- so we have a professional. it looks like what what he was using is a lot uh, evidence from Life Three Hundred and Sixty. Okay, that's so not, different. Not the exact cell phone data, okay, that's, but that's where my confusion was because just having—I mm-hmm. I didn't think that's something that you. I don't even know that they'll turn that over. Like, I don't know that I could call Verizon and get my cell phone. Yeah, I'm not sure right. that I could do that. Right. I have, you know, I think that's something that. I mean, I, I may be able to do that because it's, I guess, my data, but I've never seen anyone do that before. But I know that for us to do it as a state, it's a process. So. You know, there's also right. a way to search your Google. I learned this 10 years ago, so I know it's probably even more relevant now. You can go in, and uh, law enforcement's done it, and you can do it as a parent, whatever. You can go in and search your Google if your GPS is on on your phone and you got the mm-hmm. Google app. There's a way to do the same thing with that Life360 data, look at everywhere right. you've been. So they should be able to find that information. And, I look, I use Life360. I used to use it anyway with my when my, before my daughter became a full blown adult, mm-hmm. uh, so that is solid information. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Have they? Is Life three hundred and sixty? Is that Sean? Or maybe you can answer. Is that something that you can put in court? Is that a, is that admissible? You know, I've never used that before. Of course, you know, I've uh, when I when I when I got out of the business is twenty sixteen. So I don't know that we were using it at that point, yeah. or anybody was, or, or to what extent. I just know from ten years I'm doing, we never had that we never introduced that evidence at a trial it always was a cell phone data and i i assume though that they're still doing that because you brought up the polo trial and they just that's what they used in their case you know that they used all the uh, cell phone site uh mm-hmm. towers so i don't know that they're i don't know what i don't know what the miscibility of that kind of information is now or how courts have ruled on it and the, because it's all i guess recent developments sure so. sure well, look, um, would you, as this thing unfolds, would you be interested in coming back on and talking with us some more as, we get, as uh, new information comes out? Or maybe uh, maybe after the hearing Monday, maybe come in, come in on, uh, that'll come in Wednesday and chat with us? Yes, absolutely. Because I think this is something a lot of people are interested in this around here. And also, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know about it. It is not, You're right. It's, it's not eating up the social media space that I thought it would. 
Um, and I, like I said, I have a large local social media platform, and I'm not, I'm just not seeing it. I mean, even from uh, the urban area and stuff like I would have expected to. So let's let's continue to get the word out there. Great job on your end. I really do enjoy your your channel there on on TikTok. Tell people how they can find you. Thank you. Uh, well, on TikTok, I'm at true.crime.mama, M-A-M-A. All right, good stuff. Look, and I, I will, I'm going to podcast this interview later, and I'll tag your TikTok and all that in it, and we'll get this okay, out perfect. there. All right, well, look, I appreciate you. Have a blessed day, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much. You as well. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. It's good stuff, man. You know, yeah. regardless of what side you're on on this, just from a public perception, there's doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's winning the public perception battle. Yeah, and I, I don't want it to sound like I'm necessarily on the side of the state. I'm just talking about of a base point of ex- long years of experience sure. on this stuff. You're being realistic. Yeah, I'm just being realistic about it. Now, I hope like, if he's innocent, God bless him. Let's get him out. Let's do what everybody can do. And I mean, I'd be glad to help them but, you know, if I could. But the um, just um, it's not as easy. Like I think we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's not easy as saying, OK, we got all this evidence. He didn't do it. Let him out. Well, there obviously was evidence that he did do it or they wouldn't be holding him. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that's not happened before. We know it's happened throughout history. Sure, but generally speaking, there if you're if they're going to hold somebody on no bond, there's got to be some evidence. Yeah, and I want to mention this too. Since this has begun to get a lot of traction out there, they have since brought on Capitol Police and MBI to investigate it. To investigate, okay. And MBI does a great job. Capitol you know, Police, we know, does a great job. So, I mean, they're going to get to the bottom of it. I think. Uh, they're not, you know, like I said, law enforcement is not in the business of trying to convict innocent people. Yeah. I mean, and I told you this last time, that was something I still wake up at night thinking about that. Sometimes I'll have a bad dream, like, did I convict an innocent person or sure. something? That is something that I think if you've got a if you've got a soul, it's a it's a it's something that's going to hit you pretty hard. And yeah. um, you know, and every time, like, there was many cases where people would bring me where there was some evidence, even though maybe the guy may have been guilty, but we didn't have enough, or just there may be a little bit of doubt. You know, I'd err on the side of caution. So you know, I'm always wanting to err on that because I'd rather. You'd rather let a guilty guy go free than an innocent person go to jail. Like, that's kind of the way I always looked at sure. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just the thought of somebody that didn't do it going to prison is so horrible that, um, you know, you just want to do everything you can to avoid that. And I think that they probably you, will do You'd that. rather lose a case that you fought hard on than, than somebody go to jail because I don't even know how it's Yeah, I know. I'm not articulate right, job. but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's an I interesting just, scenario. You know, I just. Um, so it's just, yeah, I think that the DA's office will, they'll, I'm sure they're going to bind this over the grand jury, I'm pretty sure. And DA's office is going to get those records and they can look at them and then, the, and then, you know, make a determination upon what they see on it. I don't think they're just going to lily willy indict this guy if they think that he's, he's not, he didn't do it. First of all, if there's all this, I mean, just giving you just a pure selfishness as a prosecutor, if there's a lot of evidence somebody didn't do it, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, so you like, don't want to pursue something you're going to lose. Yeah, you're not going to want to pursue that anyway, just for your own you know, political reasons. And I know yeah. that sounds terrible, but prosecutors think like that. Yeah. So. And, we're not, and we're not even to that point yet. No. Like, a, lot, mm-hmm. uh, the, a, a lot of things will start moving forward fast after this initial hearing, right? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, if, if JP, I mean, JSU, I guess, and the other investigative authorities, they're done with their investigation – and they, um, it goes over to the DA's office. They'll review it. They'll go through it, and they'll um, make the determination. And then they'll have to present it to the grand jury one way or the other. So. It's going to be interesting. Um, and one more thing before we take our break here in, in about a minute. I will say my antennas popped up, and yours did too, when she mentioned that there may be a relation here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to something. So, I mean, his name didn't just come out of thin air. Somebody 
pinpointed him. His name got brought up for a reason. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how would they? I mean, I don't think that they just said, "Oh, wait, there's this guy in Hattiesburg. Let's go arrest him." Yeah, like I just out of like the, the police don't do that. I mean, I know we see TV movies and stuff, but the, the police don't do that. Yeah, so, so it's going to be interesting to see. Did somebody was there a witness that legitimately says they saw him there, or did they just see a black Mustang? I, I, that that's yeah. the part that I got some before I'm just say before I'm ready to go all in and say mm. we got an innocent guy locked up. I want to know what time it happened mm-hmm. and how they ID'd him being there. Yeah, there's a, that's what I'm saying. There's got to be a lot of information that needs to come forward to figure it out. You know, just because somebody says we've got all this evidence that somebody's innocent doesn't mean that the police are like okay he's definitely innocent because that's i mean it's just not the way it works right. you want them to do their job thoroughly yeah and um one way or the other and i think that they probably will i, I mean, think i, I think with them bringing on capital police and, and mbi mm-hmm. they want to do it right too because yeah you know you don't want to be jackson state police and have the wrong guy locked up no and, and I then think, have to have the trust of the campus oh i mean i told you this too clay before i mean that case i just went to los angeles for for that documentary that was a jackson state police case mm-hmm. it started and those guys at least at that time and i'm sure it's the same now they are a real police force i sure. mean they do real investigative work there they're not like what campus cops like people yeah. think i know then that's what i thought i'm not gonna lie to you before i went over there when i first started as a prosecutor i was thinking that because that's kind of what you think when you go to any university yep i right, we'll be right back we gotta take a break we ran over again that's what we do here we don't <laughs> stop good conversation we'll be right back Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Curran here on a Friday on WYB. Hey, coming up next, Jim Thorne's got a great special guest on his Friday music show, his Blues Hour, or Music Hour, uh, brought to you by, I believe, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that is a gospel singer-songwriter, and I, I call her a local celebrity, and I do not mean that as a knock at all. She's actually very, very well-known across uh, across the Southeast at minimum, and that is Miss Kayla Berry. So that is exciting. Kayla Berry, uh, I'm not sure she's, if she's in studio or on the phone here, but that's a uh, that's a big get for Jim there. And looking forward to hearing uh, Miss Kayla Berry on the uh, Jim Thorne Show coming up next from 9 to 10. Uh, real quick, this segment brought to you by, man, if you're out shopping this weekend, you need a gun, get, down, get up to Guns and Gear in Gluckstadt right there on 51 at Yandale Road. Guys, but hey, look, you know they sell guns. We just gave away an AR-15. We raffled off one through my for my charity, for my fundraiser for Real Men Wear Pink. I got it from those guys. Uh, my buddy Michael Applewhite Jr. won it. Thank you, uh, and congratulations to Michael. But, man, they just got really cool guns like that AR-15. They got all your pistols. It's hunting season. They got all your shotguns, rifles, everything you'll need to go out there and be the best version of you in that deer stand. But they're way more than just that. They can handle all your Cerakoting needs, your gunsmithing needs. They're the home of No Limit Ammo. If you got one too many guns, you, uh, you need a new one, however you need, for whatever reason you may need to sell your gun, they will, in fact, buy your gun and save you the time of having to go to a pawn shop or anything like that. And I'm assuming if they buy them, they also take them on trade-ins. So, uh, obviously, they, you can trade your gun in there as well. Shop them online, Guns and Gear, MS dot com guns and gear ms.com go see hunter and the guys today tell them clay said hello all right sean we got about five minutes for the next break here <clears throat> we had to we had to chop into some time somewhere like i said we ran over but it was worth it uh, i thought i thought true crime mama uh did great there yeah, for her first great. ever radio segment and uh, we plan on having her back on so i really appreciate that y'all give her a follow uh crime dot true crime dot true dot crime dot mama 
Yeah, and I really meant it. I don't want you know. I'm always obviously, you know, old school prosecutor. So I obviously, I, my experience is from the state perspective yeah. most of the time, and so I don't want her to think that I was. I'm not you know no. agree with her. And I mean, if really I meant it. If she needs help with it, I'd be glad to help them out and look at it because that's always been kind of you know one of my things is innocent people and getting convicted, and nobody well, wants that. I think pushback is always good because mm-hmm. it, it forces you to be able to prove your prove your your stance. Yeah. Your belief better. It's like, okay, that's a great point. I need to look at that. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, look, I looked at that, and it even gives me more evidence from my side being right. And like I said, I think that cell side information is going to, once they get it, because I didn't think they could have had that. That's why I asked that question mm-hmm. this quickly. And um, once they do get that, and I assume that either, you know, JSU or MBI or Capitol Police will issue a subpoena for that, or if they haven't already, which they probably have. And yeah. uh, then once the DA's office gets it and it's interpreted, if it shows that he's all the way in Hattiesburg, and this whole time, and he's never came to Jackson at all. Yep. You know, mine. I'm just giving what I would look at if, if I was prosecuting it. This is 2023. I mean, if I don't, if I leave my cell phone at home, Clay, I freak out. I really, I have like, even if I go to like the grocery store, I'm like, oh my god, I don't have my cell phone with me. So like, yeah. most people have their cell phone with them. I mean, it's not unheard of. You could leave it if you really wanted to kill someone. Like if you were planning out, let me put it this way: if you, if were, you pl- were planning it, yes, yes. If you were planning it, then you'd leave your phone. But if this was just like a spur of the moment murder, like most, like most of them are, sure. You, then you probably weren't planning it out. So I'm assuming that you know he probably had his cell phone. And if he did, they're going to know about it. They're going to know, kind of know in the general vicinity where he is. Yeah. So. If it, it, let's just use Hattiesburg and Jackson as the examples here. If I'm in Hattiesburg, or if I'm in Jackson and I get halfway to Hattiesburg, if I don't have my phone on me, I am turning around. Me too. Right. And going to get my phone. There's no way. Can you believe, like back in like 1998, we never would have thought of this. Like, yeah. You know, because we didn't have cell phones. But now it's like I can't be without it. There's no way that I could drive to Hattiesburg even because I'm with you. I'd be if I was late. I don't care. I'd be like, I got to go back and get my phone. Yeah. Wonder if somebody needs to get in touch with me. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's another whole other conversation about how we all feel this need to be available 24-7. We do. I mean, I was talking to someone about this the other night. Remember, do you remember going to a bar? Before, I think, well, by the time we were probably around age, everybody had a cell phone, but it was like kind of the beginnings of it, like yeah. the Nokia, the, the, the Nokia one you could throw bricks. against the wall and it, it wouldn't even break because yes. things like a brick. But you couldn't text then. Bring back the snake game. Yeah, the snake game. That's right. But you couldn't text back then. Like I'm talking about like 2000, 2001. So your cell phone was only for you know people that would – or calling you, and you're not sitting at the bar on the phone the whole time. So it's not like what we got now. And uh, it was just a different world. You just weren't as accessible as you are now. And I kind of miss it from time to time. Yeah, ain't no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I do, man. Look, I, I is nobody in media in Central Mississippi, in my opinion, has benefited from social media more than I have. Mm-hmm. Has come from just being a a guy that had nothing to do with media to making a little name for himself on social media to figuring out a way to parlay that to radio and TikTok and, and all these other things all through social media. I would have the barrier to entry, I guess is what I'm getting at. It is create, it has eliminated the barrier of entry for me or made it easy. Sure. You know, where normally a guy like me would have never had the opportunity to be sitting here doing this or frankly, even, even you, because this was like your, your, you didn't go to yeah. journalist school. You didn't go to, Mm-mm. to, you don't have a broadcast degree. No, or none of that stuff. And, and we, we met because of social media kind of, you know, you know so, loosely. So yeah, I mean, I, I, there's so many positives. Yeah. I have greatly like, benefited from social media, but if you tell me right now, we're talking about banning apps. I don't ban a singular app. Just throw the whole damn thing away. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we just go back to 1995. Yeah, like if you're just though, do that, I, I, you, you would have you you would have a better chance of talking me into that mm-hmm. at this point in the game. Now that I've gotten mine, yeah, 
<laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You'd have a better chance of talking me into that than you would just deleting one app. And then that, then that's just telling me, okay, now we're giving Mark Zuckerberg and Google more power. That's yeah. That's a good point. That's exactly what, what he would do. I mean, because I got to be honest Zuckerberg's here. like behind the train of, of. I'm sure he is. Like, yeah. let's get rid of TikTok. You know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Him you know, and Tom from MySpace, both of them are on this. Can board. we get Tom back? <laughs> we Tom, Tom never back. censored me. Poor uh, Tom, man. Poor Tom. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Looking at Zuckerberg and Google's track record versus China's, you, you're really going to make me pick. That's kind of how I feel about Zelensky and Putin. It's kind of thinking about like who's the who's worse, China or Mark Zuckerberg? Like it's a hard it's a hard call. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think Zuckerberg is a communist as well. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I mean, he, he the Zuck bucks are literally what stole the election from Donald Trump. You, you can't know? even you can't even make a joke on Facebook without getting. I I made a joke about the Russians the other day or something, you know, whatever it was. Like I think I said something like the the Russian contributions to humanity have been vodka and dash cam videos, something to name like that. And uh, they flagged me. They're like, this is a this is a you know anti. I'm like, what? It's just yeah. a joke. And, and, and to the point about TikTok uh, being overly censoring as well. I made a joke about. The fix being in on the Himes County election with them running out of ballots the other day, and that mm-hmm. that video got struck down, and they gave me a strike. They struck the that thing, yeah. But that's I mean, and, and was that was being widely satire. reported yeah. too. And I, mean, I and I was being satirical when I said the fix is in, mm-hmm. you know. But they don't understand AI does not understand sarcasm. We got to no. take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back in as we get ready to land the plane here with the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. Sean, we ain't got but a minute left. Real quick, guys. Blue Plate Special today out at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue in Madison is fried catfish and hamburger steak. Turnip greens, okra, and mashed potatoes are the sides. Uh, you can check them out at burgersblues.com. Again, that's their Madison and downtown Brandon location. Sean, great show today. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed um, True Crime Mama. Enjoyed our talk about TikTok. And um, I just think the whole thing about banning stuff, we just got to be not be so quick to want to ban things. Um, Jim Thorne is coming up next. He's got Kayla Berry, gospel singer Kayla Berry. Sean and I'll be back at it next week. I'll be back in here Monday morning. We'll see Sean Wednesday Guys, have a great weekend. The podcast will be available here shortly. I'm going to clip out that True Crime Mama segment. So if y'all want to share that with anybody who may be interested in the Josh Brown trial, you'll be able to do that there. And hopefully we'll get some more evidence on this thing. They'll have the initial hearing Monday, and we'll be able to see. I'm trying to keep an open mind on it until then. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if he's if he looks innocent, I'm going to go all gas. Like no I breaks. Said, like I said, if they want to reach out to me, I you know, know a lot of those people over there. If they need any help, I'd be glad to help them. So. Cool. Thank you, brother. Have a blessed one. Yep. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on The Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.